I'd like to welcome my man, Dave Schmullinson, a.k.a. The Schmo, to the Sports Marketing Huddle. Hey, everyone. Glad to be here with you, Rob. So, Dave, I wanted to bring you on to share your thoughts on being a fellow content creator, brand builder, and ultimately marketer for both yourself and other brands. It's a similar journey to the one that I have at Bacon Sports, as we're both in the content world, and we see the world similarly And there's a lot underneath the hood that I don't think that people understand, both from taking the leap to being a full-time content creator, to selling yourself, to working with brands, and finding brands that are forward-thinking enough to get it. So let's first start off with this. Can you give an overview on what you do in the background on the schmo? Absolutely. Rob, it's a pleasure to be here, and I appreciate you giving me a chance to tell my story. So basically, I created a character, the Schmo, to talk sports every day for a living. My single goal is, was to be a sports broadcaster, to wake up every single day and just talk sports. And I found in the field that we're in, it's very difficult to do that. There's a lot of good-looking white guys that want to get on camera and just talk sports for a living. So I thought, what could I do to separate myself from a pack? So I created this character, the Schmo, to create a little bit of self-deprecation so I can really peel into the personalities out of professional athletes that I interview, which would separate me from the pack. And I'm a Chicago guy, like um, a lot of different Chicago guys that came before me, the John Belushi's, the, um, the, uh, I'm blinking right now. Uh, Harry Carey, Bill Murray, Harry Carey, the Harry Carey's, the characters, the overzealous kind of personalities, I kind of saw the schmo in a similar light, and it didn't happen overnight. I created this character as a way to separate myself, and that's kind of the core basis of where my thought process was. All right, so let's stop there for a second because this is where the similarities between you and I start. So when I quit my job in digital advertising sales six years ago, I was already writing fantasy sports and I always loved writing and my dream was always to work in sports. And the thing that made me take the leap was I always said to myself, I would regret it if I didn't give it a shot at working in sports because you hear so much, you're like, follow your passion, do what you love. And I was like, listen, I know sports better than anything, but I wasn't dumb enough to think that as somebody who was 30 years old, just getting into the industry that all of a sudden I was just, Oh man, Rob, you really love sports. Here's this awesome job doing this. So like you, I'm like, how am I going to differentiate myself? That's when I went to second city for four years, studying improv and comedy writing, not to become a comedian, but to learn the skills so that I could apply them to both the marketing and content that I create. And I think the first lesson in this is differentiation that whether you want to do something, whether it's an actor or be a sportscaster or work in sports, you got to find a way to differentiate yourself. And that's the way that you and I both did it. And oh, by the way, we're doing it via comedy, which when I look at the sports comedy landscape, there is not a lot out there. Yeah. I mean, I, I look at the sports comedy landscape and I see Barstool Sports, David Portnoy, they do a great job, but that's not just the one side of sports comedy they do a good job making fun of athletes and you know doing great pizza reviews selling merchandise good looking college babes they do a phenomenal job and nothing against them but that shouldn't be the only piece of the puzzle in the space and i like what you just said 
of everything that you do, it kind of reminds me of this. Sometimes you have to take one step backwards to take two steps forwards. And I think that's something that's a, that's been a sacrifice that both you and myself have been willing to do throughout this process, keeping our eye on the prize, our eye through the journey, and just staying humble and staying true to our brand and making all this work. You know, when I started out, I interned for free at NBC Sports Chicago, formerly Comcast Sportsnet Chicago. I picked up two degrees in personal training. I was saving money. The only job bite offer I got uh, was to be in Dothan, Alabama, to be a weekday news anchor and a weekend sports anchor. And I said, screw it. If I'm going to make it big, I'm going to Los Angeles or New York, and I'm going to work in sports production and grind my way up. I had an ex-girlfriend at the time living in California. I knew Fox Sports 1 was starting. I said, I'll give it a month. I promised my parents I would take a job that would give me health benefits. You know, so when I went to that interview for Fox Sports One and they wanted to offer me $15 an hour as a PA with no benefits, I had to decline it. Fox Sport or the NFL Network offered me something similar, but I had a tip where you can audition for a weekend only position. I started logging for Sunday Night Football. I was working full time at Stars, the movie channel, doing international distribution and sales. But that job right there is where I learned that the future was going to digital. I somehow got an interview with USA Today Sports Media Group after a year and a half of working at Stars and the NFL Network. And then that's where everything turned for me. You know, I worked as a consultant, pretty much a publisher account manager was the first initial title to help websites monetize their digital content. And that's what opened up the puzzle for me. I started making friends with editors and writers. And the Schmo character, after a few years, was created. But the theme behind this was following your passion and willing to take that step backwards in order to take two steps forward. All right, so let's talk about you doing a full-time job, which, by the way, once again, another connection of you and I, my background being digital advertising sales, uh, that just happens to be what you were doing there. So tell me about the transition. So you're, you're now working for an awesome company that has something to do with sports. It's not 100% the talking sports all the time, but you're getting significantly closer. So where does the smoke, the schmo start creeping in to where you're now able to raise your profile? Well, I so I have stability. I have a full-time job. I have benefits. I'm working with a lot of different content creators. I worked in the fantasy space like you, Rob. I worked with the NBA vertical, Major League Baseball vertical, NFL, pretty much all the mainstream sports that I love to cover. And I just got to talk to all these pub, different publishers every single day. And I was just learning more and more that, you know, digital video is the wave of the future. And no one really got in front of this whole digital video concept. Meanwhile, I have a good friend, another Chicago friend of mine, who's also living in Los Angeles, who is a producer for Jimmy Kimmel, who's a big sports fan himself. So we would start making YouTube videos on the side, you know, why Dave Schmolenson should be the first pick in the NFL draft, how to pick the perfect bracket, what to do now that football season's over, just a few different pilot things where it's just, hey, let's get in front of a camera and let's just show this passionate sports fan and some sort of comedic element. And that's what we did. And I created my own sports blog, The Schmo Zone, where the air is thin, the sports get heavy. And I started getting contributors. When I was a kid, I went to space camp. In addition to love and sports, I'm a huge history nerd. So I found a way to tie my space, my science, my history, nerdiness into my sports. And, and 
that's where the weird and funny comes from. And then the more and more I started doing this, the, the more, and when I created the Schmo Zone layer initially, and I brought it to the Schmo Zone with contributors, that's where the Schmo kind of came along. Because what would this character for the Schmo look like? And it all did not happen overnight. It just seemed like a gradual process, like like bowling pins when when you're when you're throwing up bowling ball down the alley and you know you lined it up in the arrows and you know it's going to be a perfect strike and you could just envision the pins dropping down in front of you it was kind of like that for me over time i was just in the right place where i had a steady income where i could continue to follow my dreams and passions i wouldn't you know i'd be working long long hours because it's like well my day job supported my hobby and my hobby supported my day job and I was able to make it work that way. So this is the next connection that you and I had. So for me, the next thing was, well, if nobody's going to give me the opportunity, then I'm just going to have to create that opportunity myself. And that's when I created baconsports.com. And similar to you, I had, I had contributors. I think at one point I've had upwards of 35 at once. I think we've had over 70 contributors to Bacon Sports. It's it's very much an open platform where I want to give creators the opportunity to do what they love because at the core of everything that I do is I want to help people achieve their dreams through a love of sports because I always said if I can find a way to work in sports, then I can find a way to teach others. Then I can build a company where every day people are coming into work doing what they love. So tip number two is, and you you mentioned, hey, just getting on the camera and start shooting video. Create your own platform. Don't wait for someone to have to give you that opportunity. Go and create a Squarespace site. Go and create a blog. Create something that is more than just social media so that you can start getting your reps on articles and creating memes and doing live streaming and doing video and doing podcasts because here's the thing. There is nothing that stops you from doing what you want because the one thing that significantly changed my mindset on everything, and I don't even know where I heard this, it said, if you ever want to get paid to do what you want to do, you better be doing it already. So if you want your own sports show, I don't care if nobody's paying you for it, you better have a sports show because guess what? People who are looking for hosts of sports shows are going to look for people who host sports shows. And it doesn't matter if you're getting paid or not because really you have to be able to enjoy this journey and we, we like to think that there's this giant mountain that, that we're climbing and there is and then once we get to the top of it, you're like, I finally made it. But if you don't enjoy this process the entire time, because at the core of it, you and I both said, we just want to talk about sports every day. And you can do that as your side hustle and you can keep working on that until it becomes your main hustle. And that's the next thing that I want to get to is, all right, how do you make your side hustle your main hustle when you want to be a sports creator? Yeah, it's definitely challenging. You know, uh, a lot of the stuff that you just said, I completely agree with. It reminds me of this. You don't make money. People don't make money. You earn money. And the same thing applies to your job and passions. If you want something, don't expect anybody to give it to you. You have to earn it every stripe of the way. And that's what you have to do. And in order to make your side hustle, your main hustle, as you're saying, you have to be willing to make those sacrifices to you're going to have your bad days. You're going to go to bed. You're like, what the heck did I just do with my day? You know, where am I going with this? You're going to have plenty of those days, but 
at the end of the day, you need to count your blessings and you just need to endure what is in front of you and enjoy the journey along the way, as you mentioned. And in order to make this work, in order to make it all work, you have to be willing to do things that you could say, oh, this is a sacrifice. I don't want to do this. This is the nitty gritty. Well, if you're going to have to do it. Like if, if your dream is to be in front of the camera, but you have to book the talent, but you have to produce, but you have to edit, man, you have to learn how to edit. If you need to learn how to shoot, you need to learn how to shoot. You need to be a jack of all trades. You need to be a five-tool athlete, a five-star athlete, as they say. You have to learn all the elements into your production if your goal is to belong as the star of that production. And I think that's the biggest takeaway I have. In order to make it a reality, I had to teach myself how to edit. When I learned how to edit, that opened the doors for me because, well, no one can dictate how I want to make this content better than myself. And now that I know how to edit and I can create this content quicker, I can turn it out faster. And now if I'm creating content, I'm getting more eyeballs, sponsors, advertisers, but they're becoming more aware. It's kind of greasing that, that nice machine. You're kind of putting the oil, giving the system. It's like giving yourself an oil change, your car an oil change every 3,000, 5,000 miles. You know, if you don't give your car an oil change every 3,000, 5,000 miles, you know, how are you operating in a nice machine that's going to get you from point A to point B? Yeah, and so this is the third thing, is you have to have a learning growth mindset. At one point, I did not know how to, one, podcast, two, video, or video edit, three, throw an event, four, do social media, five, do sales. Like, literally... All of the things that go into living your dream of working in sports and being a sports creator, I have self-taught myself. And the hustle is always there. You just have to keep going through it because you have to see the different pieces. Once again, uh, you probably don't have the money just to go hire an editor. Certainly, if you're just starting out in the perfect world, you would like to get to that. But if you want to make it, you need to take everything on your own shoulders and then find a way to use that to propel you to the next level. So now let's talk about the next level. And this is selling yourself to brands. And this is something that I talk about on the sports marketing huddle all the time of being forward thinking with content and fan engagement. And I feel like this is one area in which you and I certainly excel at and we separate ourselves from, but that is also the challenge because a lot of brands aren't forward thinking that they're, they're comfortable with the status quo because the people in the positions to have an impact with their social media or their content or their marketing budgets, uh, they have a lack of risk because no one's ever going to get fired for, or very few people will get fired for doing the same things as opposed to, man, I'm going to hire these guys to do live streaming or create a podcast for us. So talk to me about your experience in selling yourself for brands, which is something that both you and I have done. We've both been faces of brands. We've both hosted events and done marketing and hosted shows. So take us under the hood of that. Definitely. Well, I think it goes back to my roots as learning how to be a talent booker from day one. Uh, the biggest fish I was able to score on by second episode at USA, working with USA Today, bringing my brand, the Schmo and the Pro, to that platform was getting Terrell Owens. And T.O. is a huge name. And, and what 
was how I was able to get Tio was he was coming out with his own clothing line, Prototype 81. And I figured, hey, Tio, if you come on my show on this platform, I'm happy to plug in Prototype 81 into a segment. You can talk about it. I'll pump it up. We'll promote it. We'll feed all the mouths here. And that's what opened the floodgates for me. It's like, oh, man, well, you know, I could start getting athletes coming on here if I help promote their cause. And so it's always been something I'm willing to do through every show I do. You know, when Bill Walton is on his book tour from Back from the Dead and I could promote it, I'll always find unique ways because not only am I getting the content I want, they're getting what they need. And for me, a lot of what I do is improvisation. I'm a diehard sports nerd. I know everything about these guys and gals that come on the show prior to me working with them. And so I find unique ways to help pump them up. And, you know, because a lot of what I do is self-deprecation, it's, you know, pumping them up at my expense. It comes so natural for me to help promote. And especially when I just came back from Minnesota, you know, to get interviews with a lot of these big time people. I just had another Chicago native, Jeff Morrow, celebrity chef, uh, host of the kitchen, the sandwich king come on the show. One of his big sponsors is Yellowtail Wine. So I figured, hey, bring the Yellowtail on set, bring his Reuben on set. Let's have the schmo eat it. Let's integrate this and and we'll feed all the mouths. We'll throw in some lower thirds. We'll flash graphics. And those are the things I'm able to do that that really open up a brand's mind. Oh, you know, this this guy gets it. We can work with him. He understands that, hey, you know, this is about the big picture here. This is about creating unique content with some natural integration of our brand, of our product that we really want to put into this content for the masses to see. And that's just kind of how I've been able to really unfold in this in this line of working with different brands and sponsors because they see me as as a, as a team player and being a team player and not trying to force it down someone's throat is is kind of always been my approach to it and just to go back to something quickly that you mentioned about you know um, people who are in positions to make decisions when it comes to working with brands and sponsors and and whatnot it's really easy to go with the status quo when you're looking over your shoulder, afraid to, to lose your job to the person underneath you to make decisions and stuff. It's, it's, it's really easy to, to do the status quo. Um, you know, what you are and what I am, I consider us pioneers in, in this field and trying to do something different that, you know, being comfortable, being uncomfortable and, it's very difficult to navigate to find people who are like-minded in that sense, but they are out there. And if you stay true to yourself and you find your little pocket, your niche into what is creative, what works, those people are out there and they will take a chance on you. I absolutely love it. Schmo, I'm, I've been following your journey. You're certainly an inspiration to me and I hope that you're an inspiration to others. Where can people connect with you? Yes. So please visit the schmo312.com. That's my website. All my social handles are at the schmo312. Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on YouTube, Facebook. Please reach out, direct message me, email me, whatever you'd like. I'm an open book. I love to talk sports and, you know, I'm here to be an asset and a help to end. everyone who's trying to find their way in this interesting time to be alive in sports and boom goes the dynamite
As always, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the Sports Marketing Huddle, then we would really appreciate if you shared with your friends. We don't charge anything for this. In our lifeblood is your engagement and helping others know about the Sports Marketing Huddle. Throw us a bone. Give us a rating on review in iTunes. It would mean the world to me.